Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Hi everyone and welcome to the uh, September 2017 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club coming to you from St Vincent's Hospital in Sydney. This is Damien Murchie and I'm here with Dr. Anya Smielkowski uh, who is the current registrar here at Vinnie's. So Anya, the first patient which, uh, the first uh, paper which we looked at uh, was the assessment of the effectiveness of cryolipolysis on saddlebags, a prospective study of 53 patients. This was from France, published in the April 2017 PRS. What is this paper about in a nutshell? It's basically about the effectiveness of cryolipolysis on fat in the saddlebag area. It's a prospective series including 53 patients with excess fat in the saddlebag area. Uh, and patients who have had previous liposuction or surgery in that, that area, diet pills or eating disorders or any contraindications to the procedure were excluded. They lost five patients to follow up and this left 48 patients for final analysis with a mean age of 38. The surgical te- technique was using the cryolipolysis um, cryoslim machine, which is BFP electronic from France. Uh, each patient had one session of 55 minutes at minus two degrees and a depression of minus 300 millibars uh, centred on the saddlebag area, followed by five minutes of energetic manual massage with a kneading motion. A 25 by 15 centimetre handpiece was used, and the patients received no analgesia or anaesthetic, and they were allowed to resume their normal activities and uh, lifestyle post-procedure. The main measures were a decrease in the saddlebag pattern thickness, which was assessed by changes in thigh circumference and also the ultrasound measurement of the subcutaneous fat thickness. This was measured at three and six months post-procedure. The secondary endpoints were a visual analogue scale, uh, patient satisfaction and any adverse events. They used a linear model regression test to compare different parameters over time. Um, Of the 48 patients, the mean BMI on day zero was 23.61 three months had reduced to 23.54 and at six months had gone down to 23.25. They showed that the thigh circumference had a mean decrease of 2.81 centimetres or 2.7% at three months and 5.63 centimetres or 5.5% at six months. And the fat layer thickness had decreased by 0.95 centimetres or 27.95% at three months and 1.31 centimetres or 38.5% five three percent at six months adverse events the main two were that 62.5 percent of patients experienced erythema after every session this usually resolved within 15 hours and 8.33 percent of patients had post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation they had a very high patient satisfaction rate of 93.75 percent and their conclusion was basically that cryolipolysis is well tolerated and an effective technique for the reduction of saddlebag fat. So what were some of the issues that were brought up with this paper? This paper actually had that uh, discussion uh, paper that went along with it. So what were sort of some of the uh, problems raised? Uh, so the main concerns in the discussion paper centred around the actual device that was used uh, in this uh, study, uh, the device safety and its application So it was a device that's not approved by the FDA in the US uh, and they questioned um, if the 
application of the device uh, could reproduce the results given that it doesn't um, treat the fat at the same level, so at minus 10 degrees, not minus 2 degrees as it does in this study. Um, also, they had a very high incidence of um, adverse events, specifically the 8.33% of patients who experienced hyperpigmentation. And the hyperpigmentation only corresponded to the uh, sort of the outer area of the handpiece, not the whole device that uh, actually delivers the treatment. And so this was further evidence to question the safety and the validity of, a de of the device and whether it was um, an imitation um, machine. Okay. They were also uh, concerned about some of the before and after photos didn't appear to have standardised lighting. Lighting, there seemed to be differentials in terms of uh, the cropping of the image um, and the like. Um, overall, though, I thought this was a very interesting paper and a technique that is certainly uh, increasing in popularity. Uh, the, the discussion part of the paper uh, had an excellent um, sort of discussion on how uh, cryolipolysis works and the underlying pathological mechanisms. Um, it was also interesting them talking about uh, the different uh, types of fat, um, there being uh, genetic fat and metabolic fat uh, that was uh, discussed in the introductory uh, part of the paper. Um, this does seem to be a viable alternative uh, to liposuction. It would be interesting if they were to have uh, some sort of randomised trial, randomising patients either to liposuction or to cryolipolysis. Um, certainly the fact that no anaesthesia is required and no downtime is required is a definite advantage over liposuction. Is there anything else we need to say? Um, no, I think that the take-home message essentially is that, as you said, cryolipolysis is a non-invasive technique that could be an alternative to liposuction for treatment of fat in the saddlebag area. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.